0: Thank you for tuning into the For What, For Who podcast. My name is Courtney Croucher, and I'm really excited to have you here. I've always been obsessed with self-development and pop culture and everything that influences how we live our lives, which is why we're here today. Because I believe that with everything you do, every decision you make, for what, for who, my intention is for this to be a resource for people who want to have better relationships, health, professional growth, balance in your lives and self-love. Subscribe to hear my journey along with special guests every Monday for a blunt approach to living life unapologetically on your terms. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Today, I am joined by a guest. For the first time in a very long time, if you've been listening to this podcast, I used to have guests all the time. Now, I'm bringing on a friend who is very, very talented. He is a comedian, actor from Montreal, who now lives in Vancouver. Akeem, welcome to the podcast. Thank
1: you for having me, Court. And we're and very talented. It melts my heart. That is probably one of the better intros I've had in a very, very long time.
0: Look at me, boosting you.
1: Boosting the ego. I need it. (laughs) I'm old. I'm over the hump. I'm 30 now. I need the constant gratification.
0: Yeah. And that actually brings me to why you're here. So just to fill the listeners in, so your birthday was yesterday. You turned 30 years old. And we were having a conversation about, I asked you what your kind of biggest takeaway from the last like years leading up to becoming 30 and you said that your biggest thing was bet on yourself. That Mm -hmm. was the biggest lesson. So I was like, wait, I want to talk about that on the podcast because that's very in alignment with for what, for who. So I guess I want to ask you like before leading up to where you are today, you're a full-time actor and comedian. You're doing like the entertainment stuff for a living. Where was a time in your past that you weren't betting on yourself?
1: Essentially, from like my entire life. First of all, I want to say, like, the poise that you have at such a young age in this <laughs> thing is nuts. This is going to be network TV 100%. And, um, but, um, uh, from what I can remember, just all my life, you're not really betting on yourself. Like, I remember I had this conversation with my mom whenever you're not, um, I remember being in school and doing everything you're told to do, and it's still not work out, right? So it's like, for example, you're in school, high school, going through the motions, getting through high school, blah, 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 playing football, playing sports and stuff like that. You're told that like, that's gonna take you to college, and that's gonna take you further, and this, that, and the third. And you get through school, you get through college, and I got to uh, got to college, played football, didn't start, didn't get the opportunity I was told I was gonna get. So it didn't work out, ended up dropping out, then, Doing nothing uh, virtually for a year, getting recruited to play university, getting back into the swing of things, training, the seventh, third, and killing it and doing what I was told to do. If you do, if you get these grades, pass these courses, you'll play. That didn't work out. Redshirt in my first year. And then after that, same thing again, didn't work out. Had to quit, drop out school because I couldn't afford there. Then now I'm what, 20, what 24, 25? Um, I got time to get a real job. It's time to, life is starting. Am I gonna keep tracing this football dream? Get a job in sales where I met amazing people. Some of my best friends, one of my best friends in life owns that company. And um, one of the best things that I took from the job is lifelong friendships. And again, that didn't work out. Started off strong, came in there, and learned, uh, worked my way to having my own team. Market crashed, then that's the second third, couldn't recover. Um, and then from there moved into their customer service department and then that's when the comedy thing started. And, um, I just remember sitting at my desk one day and I was just like, I give him my two weeks. And my, my, uh, my boss at the time, James, shout out to James Burns, funny dude. Um, he looks back at me and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I give my two weeks. I don't understand. I like, well, Why? do you need more money? Like, is it scheduling? Like, no, this is just not what I want to do. And I know that eventually I will have to quit this job. Mm -hmm. And right now I'm so pressed to, like, have money.
0: Wait, so at that point, were you wanting to, like, pursue being a comedian and stuff like that?
1: Um, Yeah. So so that was, like, the summer of, like, uh, 2017. Okay. It was, like, that summer to fall where I had been... Doing it, open mics, one six then the third, and then I had gotten contracted to do um, 20 minutes for 200 bucks. Okay. But I didn't know I was getting paid $200 at the time. Aww. And I didn't have 20 minutes of material. I had like three. <laughs> so, so I go and I'm like, so I finish the set. Kids love me. Asking for photos. Blah, blah, blah. Guy comes up to me. He's like, so we are, our pay schedule is this week. So we pay you in two weeks. So it's 200 okay? And I'm like, 200 for what? And he's like, dollars. And I was like, but for what?
0: He's like,
1: for that, for the show. I was like, you're going to pay me $200 for what I just did? He's like, is that not enough? Because I'm pretty sure we can squeeze more out of the budget. I'm like, (laughs) that'll suffice. Staying with my mom at the time.
0: You should have negotiated. I
1: didn't didn't know at the time. I was like, you know what? My monopoly skills hadn't (laughs) kicked in, right? So I was like, so I get home. I'm at my mom's house. The check comes in. My mom opens it. Like, that's legal. Like,
0: that's legal. Yeah.
1: And then, so, gives me the check, and she's like, this is $200. I'm like, what's it for? I'm like, remember the show I did a couple weeks ago? I was like, that's yeah. it. So like, Kim, if you do this four or five times a week, that's your salary. And I'm like, huh. And then from there, the idea sparked. So, that's
0: where, like, everything clicked of, like, yeah. oh, fuck, I can do this full time. Yeah. But did you have that, like, kind of moment of also, like, am I fucking crazy? For doing that, like for quitting my full time, almost like secured income to going into this entertainment field where everyone says it's hard to make it?
1: No, I I know. Because I knew that if one person was willing to pay me $200 for 20 minutes, another person would be able to. Okay. Right? And and it's weird because things kind of just snowballed as soon as I I took it seriously and I put the switch on, like, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm. Everything I do in life from now on is to make this dream come true. Things just kept happening, happening. I've only it's only gonna be it's gonna be five years in August that I've been doing stand-up, right? Right, yeah. Including two years of a panorama. Yeah. And I'm in and i in this time I've been I moved to across the country, I'm living off of full time in arguably one of the most expensive cities in Canada, North yeah. America too. Yeah. Right? So I'm here. So no, I never I never really had that. I kind of just figured that I would just make my living situation mm. match my wage. A lot of artists, what they wanna do, they get so caught up in Keeping the lifestyle they had before they decided to pursue their yeah. art. to like one bedroom condo, paying two thousand twenty five. Doing it for 000. the
0: clout exactly. and the, the appearance of it, and I mean, I sometimes I like I always wonder about this. Obviously, living downtown Vancouver myself, being in the social media world, all of that. I think that some people. When they do that leap of faith, sometimes things do line up where yeah. like, because sometimes I think you have to show up the, as the person you want to be. And so sometimes you got to kind of line yourself up, but you also have to be smart financially because yeah. you can fuck yourself. And I think that when you put yourself in a scenario where you, let's say your bills, you know, your bare bone ex- expenses are like $2,500 $2, mm-hmm. a month. For an artist that's trying to make it, that can make you quite desperate in taking things you don't want to take. Shouldn't. So, how, you moved to Vancouver at what?
1: October uh, September of twenty
0: twenty. Okay, so you've been doing that for in Montreal for a couple of years before you yeah. took that leap of faith and moved out here.
1: Yeah. So I so I stopped working full full time. Of it was fall of. 2019, okay, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? I had gotten a job uh, doing stand-in work uh, on a movie,
0: yeah.
1: right, where I got fired from.
0: Oh, what'd yeah.
1: you do? So here's the thing. <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing wrong. I reciprocated energy that was projected to me. I'm an adult, and I get... I understand... Hierarchies. I understand mm-hmm. you have a CEO, you have a general manager, regional manager. I understand the hierarchy and which each title you have to give a certain level of respect, right. right? With that said, just because I have to give a certain level of respect that typically, let's say, a CEO wouldn't have to give, doesn't mean the CEO gets away with being di- a disrespectful person. Yeah, right. At least in my book. So you're working on a movie set. A lot of these projects are hierarchy based. And the people are so desperate to break into these industries that they'll tolerate a lot of stuff. Now, my main focus will always be stand-up. I'm a comedian. That's it. Acting is kind of just a byproduct of being in entertainment. Mm. You do any form of whether it's music, like anything. Yeah. You get into acting because that's where the bulk of the money is. And it's great. I've I've grown to love it just as much as I love stand up, but stand up will always be priority. Now, with that said, I'm on a production. A fourth AD wants to give me attitude and, and while out at me, like I'm not doing my job properly, waving mm. her finger in my face. And I'm like, Who are you talking to?
0: Yeah.
1: Don't talk to me crazy. Goes and tells another AD, comes and talks to me. She's giving me attitude. I'm reciprocating, fires me that night. Okay. Next day, look at God, she gets fired for firing me.
0: Oh, now, okay.
1: Now, did they bring me back on the production? No, because yeah. nobody, they don't need drama. It's already a heavily budgeted. For content. sure. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what it was. But right?
0: I mean you talk for a living, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's it. But I don't deal with disrespect. I show up, yeah. I res- I don't be knowing who's who. So yeah. I just show everyone's respect. So that was a job, saved up some money there, then um, got asked to do the Just for Last Festival in Northwest in Vancouver okay. in 2020, did that, got a great opportunity, got to open up for my one of my good friends, Drew Lynch, who's a big touring comic in the States. Cool, great guy, and from there, it was just kind of snowballed, and then once the pandemic hit, you're at home, you're collecting Serb, you're chilling, you're hanging out, and summertime came where my roommate was getting a, a condo okay, mortgage, and I'm like, what am I going to do? And I said, you know what? I'm just going to go to Vancouver. I've been here three times prior, and then things just kind of snowballed to that. Yeah,
0: so. that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and for context for listeners, I met Akeem at a comedy show. I went with my friends one time. So that was, like, a random comedy night at the American downtown, and it was funny because, like, I was just there with friends, and then I was, like, I didn't even know there was a lot of a, a huge comedy scene in Vancouver, because I'm still new to the city, and I realized, like, that, that was a night where that was the first time I went into anything IRL in a long time, so it was nice to actually, IRL like in real life.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm not hip on that, Grims, I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs>
0: you're old now, you're 30. So what? I'm staring at your gray hair, You're telling them. me how you're 30, so yeah. yeah, the but that was the thing, it was like nice to hear people just like laugh and be entertained, it was multiple comedians that night, and it was like so exciting, and I'm like, this is so cool, but I also was like, how are these artists surviving during COVID, did you find that you had to pivot the way that you did comedy to survive the pandemic?
1: Um. Well, yes and no, the only pivot I had to do was just make sure I'm doing more of it, which... I mean, let's be honest. There wasn't... The restrictions were really lax here. in Compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. So I got the opportunity to come here and perform a lot right away. I had landed here in September 2020. And within an hour, I was on an open mic where I did 10 minutes and then booked Mm. that weekend. And then it just continued. Okay.
0: That makes more sense. Because, yeah, I guess I was living in Ontario at the time. And Ontario had, like, multiple lockdowns. Mm -hmm. So for the... Yeah. For the, like, the... Contrast between the two places. I, and now I think about it, I moved here in May of 2021 and it was like a completely different place compared to back home. Difference. So, I mean, that's kind of, I think, what something, another influence of kind of why I stayed. It was like, yeah. why would I go back to a lockdown? Yeah, <laughs> just hang
1: out. You can go out here, have pa- drinks on a patio. Doing like, it
0: was great. Yeah, they had no restaurants there. Like, oh. it was such a different story. So that makes more sense to me, yeah. I guess. Live
1: some type of normalcy. but So I was able to make money right away. And then... I wasn't even going to act when I got here because I was so, like, turned off from what happened to that experience. I had some friends that I met. He was like, why don't you act? You have a great look. I'll hook you up with some headshots. It was was fine. Did it. And then I signed with an agency. Shout out to Casey Talent, Michael Anderson, my boy. Um, uh, A month later, we started doing auditions. And literally in April, I booked my first gig. And then it just kind of continued after that to the point where it's like, I think I've done... Seven projects, eight projects in yeah. a year that I, in a year right. and a bit that I've been here, which is kind of unheard of.
0: Yeah, totally. Here. So
1: yeah, that kind of helped with living here and being able to,
0: including you know, being this, on my favorite show. We
1: can't talk about that yet. Okay, we can't talk. About we that won't
0: yet. name drop then. Yeah,
1: we can't talk about it yet. But next episode, if I'm privileged enough to come back, we can talk <laughs> about it. But. Yeah, it's coming out soon in a couple weeks. You've already decided you're going to be a guest again. I mean, why not? Shit! If you don't move, if you don't move, the right, I live up the street. We're here. We're here. But um, yeah, no, that's what it was. And because, like, things just. I, my mom always taught me things just work out. When mm-hmm. things are supposed to work out, they do. Yeah. So I've never really, all my life, stressed about anything.
0: Yeah. What in that like belief and that kind of like that. Rooted just like faith, and it's always gonna work out. Did that faith come from anywhere else? Like, is your mom like religious or anything?
1: Um, t- well, like religious to a degree, like, we're hmm. like. We believe in higher power, spirituality, yeah, and, and the cosmicness, like yeah. karma and all that stuff. But are we in church every Sunday? Nah, bro. Yeah. Can't, that that 50 totally. is a lot. I'm making money now.
0: Totally. The reason, well, that's the thing. Like, I the reason I ask this is I grew up Catholic, but I think and there's this book called um, Everything Is Fucked by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. He's the one of the subtle art of not giving yeah. a fuck, and he talks about how everyone needs like a, a belief system. Every mm-hmm. like, there's got to be something rooted to what keeps us going Your because. Yeah, if we don't have some sort of belief then we're really like getting existential and dark, you yeah. know? Like that's when depression hits is when you feel like there's no other way and there's no belief in anything. So, when you have that rooted like it's all going to work out. I have that same thing of just like the universe is always like working for you. you like don't have I the stress. I believe that rejection is redirection. Like all of those things are constantly in I don't know, divine timing, I guess. And I think that when it comes to career success, your life, all of those things, you have to have some sort, you have to kind of know what you believe in and stick true to that. Because mm-hmm. then when things get dark, you have to have that pop in your head of what, like for you, it's like, what does my mom always say? It always works out. It's
1: always, I just, but also my not something that my mom ever legit told me mm-hmm. It's just watching her grow up. But like we've, we've, we've been in situations where. Like, my mom didn't know where Christmas gifts were gonna come or where meals were gonna come. And And she never let us see it, but it's like all in all, when I got older, to kind of peep my surroundings and understand it. And I'm like, oh, mom, you're not gonna eat? Oh, I'm not hungry. Mom, have some. I'm gonna gonna eat. So she like
0: demonstrated through her actions growing up, and that like encouraged you to live a certain way growing up as well. Just
1: understanding that, because I've been to the point where I stressed about stuff, Mm -hmm. and I've been, and now, and I compare the two, and it's like, I'm, I, Whenever I stressed myself, nothing I ever wanted ever happened. It's true. Right? You over, you dwell on things. Like, I know I have friends that would go to the casino because they think putting down a hundred bucks will help them get rent. But it's like, no, anybody who's ever desperate doesn't win at the casino. They're the last people that win. Yeah. Right? Even when times I've done it. I've gone to the casino just because, like, I wanted it's free when drinks. you,
0: like, do not give a fuck if you win. You win a 1000 or whatever, care. right?
1: You <laughs> don't. I remember, I remember when I was working with the sales company, we had gone to Niagara Falls for, like, a, like a company mm-hmm. outing, right? We went to go see um, uh, a football game. We ended up going to the casinos, right? And I remember... I remember going there, and everything was covered. They had like they gave us like a little stipend because like it was bonus money that we mm-hmm. earned. But, but and I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm there with the I'm there at the casino playing roulette, yeah. and I'm up like six seven hundred bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? I've never won this much money. Right. I'm out. And then I go to the, we end up going to the ship club, and I don't buy dances at the ship club. I'm not a I am not do not do that. Right? <laughs> I don't I don't. It has to be someone really captivating for okay. me to buy a dance. But i usually I'm just chilling there. It's like a movie artwork. It's mm-hmm. a moving it's like a moving. Music. I
0: love a strip club. I love it.
1: I love the strip club. You go there, you hang out, you get drinks. The chicken wings are amazing. Oh it's my God, fire. the chicken wings. The chicken wings are I forget fire. that
0: you do this. Oh I, go to,
1: I go for lunch. So we're there, and I'm like, I buy dances. My boy's like, well, I thought you don't buy dances. And I was like, listen, I'm not paying for this dance. The casino of Niagara Falls is painting. They for
0: bought dance. you a dance. They bought me all <laughs> these dances,
1: right? So it's the same thing.
0: Yeah, blessings so, came in differently. <laughs> so that's what I'm
1: saying. So when you're not stressed about stuff, but you're still taking strides yeah. to to get to where you need to go, as long as you're moving in the proper direction, things will just come for you. And it'll just but
0: that what you just said there is important. Of like, you got to just keep moving. Yeah, staying still mm-hmm. isn't going to get you to where you want to go. Nope. So if you were talking to someone who is sitting on something that they want to pursue but are too scared to do it, they don't have the means to, they feel like it's impossible, what would you tell them?
1: Just start. That's the only way to get to where you where you want to go because a lot of people will say, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to start a podcast, I want to get this. But they'll wait till, like there's a solid foundation. But it's like in order to have that solid foundation, you need to lay the brick. You need to walk. You need to take your step. So it's like – I, I, I want to move to Vancouver, sure, but I want to wait till I have this amount of money to go. I'm like, just go. You mm-hmm. know how many people before I left, oh, you move to Vancouver? How are you going to do it? It's so expensive. I'm like, there's about 4 million people just on the island of downtown Vancouver yeah. alone. How do they do it every day?
0: Right. And that's the thing, right? Like, it's all, like, even for myself, I moved here pretty spontaneously. I knew I wanted to live here, but... I was trying to look for places when I was in Ontario, and that was, like, stressful because not only could I not go see it, trying to figure out the neighborhoods, all doing this all from across the country, and then I get in my own head of, well, fuck, this is never going to happen. And then it wasn't until I got out here, I was only supposed to be here for eight days, and I just, I had an apartment drop in my lap, and it was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it because... God I'm sign. here, the neighborhood's good, whatever, and it just like, it literally worked out, right? Uh. And that's the thing, you, I think you have to align yourself. Let's say you want to move to Vancouver. Okay, so. How much are you going to save by what date? How are you going to save that money? Are you picking up an extra shift? Are you picking up an extra job? How much of each paycheck are you putting away? When are you flying out Mm -hmm. or driving out to Vancouver? Like put in the fucking dates in your calendar so that it works, that it happens or else you will just put it off. Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I'm not ready. Oh, I'm not ready. And the excuses get over. Or you
1: get a or you're so like excited about having that money. Like, oh shit! Sure. Like, oh yeah, maybe a little bit more, a little more, and you end up in a routine. It's like when I first decided I was moving to Vancouver that summer. Um, so many people wanted me to put, on, be, put me on shows. Like, okay, well, okay, so I'll delay it a week because I have these shows. Oh, I'll delay it another week. At one point, I had to put like I'm leaving by the fifteenth. Yeah, I'm leaving by September fifteenth. That is the last show. I'm my booked. I hadn't I had booked my ticket. Yet. I said, Mom. Book my ticket because my mom worked for Air Canada. So she booked all my flights.
0: <laughs> oh, you're just there's there's context there on the fact saying. that
1: you yeah. didn't book your own flight. I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm, not, I'm barely. I became an adult yesterday. Yeah. So I told my mom book my flight for the 17th, the 17th of September, and she said, okay. So I did my last show. I did no. I said book the flight for the 15th. Sorry. Yeah. did My last show. Spent a day with my family and then moved here. Yeah. I had found a place. I found a place online. Mm-hmm. Didn't look at it. I said, How much is it? Six fifty a month? I'll take it. The whole, I, lived in a, I lived in a den when yeah. I first got here. <laughs>
0: That's
1: brutal. I lived in a den. <laughs> it should be a, fucking illegal. <laughs> right? It is well technically it is. But I lived in a den, six fifty a month, walked in, saw the place, was like, huh. I'm like, whatever. The den, it got
0: you here though. It got you here and now you're fine, right? Like it's, it's just, in
1: Vancouver. The whole yeah. goal was to be, and I was prepared to live there for however long I needed to mm-hmm. because the den is in Vancouver. The goal is to be here yeah. and to take the next step in my career and my life. Yeah. So that's what it is. So you just gotta totally. take that step, do it, don't think about it, and think You figure it out. Day. And the, the
0: thing is too, like, What you mentioned about, oh, I have another show. Oh, I have another time. Like, there's never a right time. Choosing to be ready is a choice. It's not a feeling. You Mm -hmm. have to decide to be ready. And you're not usually ready. You're usually wanting to throw up. Like, I'll never forget the day that I got the, like, lease agreement, signed, delivered, paid the deposit, all of that. I was like, holy fuck, this is real. I remember calling my dad crying and just being like, did I just do this? Like, I was terrified (laughs) because it felt... It also felt like life or death. I literally signed a six month lease. Right. Like it's not six months in the grand scheme of your lifetime is not much, but in the moment, it felt time. like a big decision, yep. especially coming out of something we've experienced. It's been traumatic, yeah. right? Like the pandemic took away a lot of things that for a lot of people very quickly. So the fact that things can change so quickly scared me for those six months. But now we're past those six months. I'm still here. Life is great. And really, if I hadn't gone to Vancouver when I did, I wouldn't have gotten out here because I would have always said, well, work's too busy. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're in a launch. Oh, I need this. Oh, I need that. Like, there's never that perfect time. And it's the same thing of, like, booking trips or doing anything that you want. Like, right now, my life's really fucking chaotic. It's really busy. But I really want to go to California. I book three days of going to California. Like it's just there's never a right time. Ever.
1: It's the right time is to just do it. It's always Get it if you can afford it now, just get it done, do it. Like, I always it's, it's it always baffles my brain when I talk to like other artists and comics and stuff, where they're like, oh, I don't know that like, what's a big move. I'm like, you're acting like Montreal's going somewhere. Montreal's not breaking off on its own, even though they've tried for years true. to do that. Like, it's always gonna be back. You come here, you realize it's not for you, you can always go right the fuck back. Yeah. It's not like it's not that big of a deal. And I remember seeing... I don't know if you know the artist, Russ. He's a rapper. I love him. There you go.
0: Why does everyone hate him? Do you know?
1: I think it's just because he's too... People aren't ready for the God on his street. Okay,
0: because I love him so much.
1: I think his perspective on... I think he hasn't... He has yet to compromise or or himself for the bag. Right. He said, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it as me. I'm not going to compromise my morals and intentions. And when people typically don't get their way, they usually don't like that. So yeah. one of the interviews that I saw with him was... He's like, what's the best advice you've ever received? And he said, what if it works out better than you imagined? Yeah. A lot of people go through life thinking, oh, what if it doesn't work? I'm like, what if it works out better?
0: I see that with my clients every day of they're making this big decision towards a, a change that's going to help mm-hmm. them and change everything. And their first thing to me is, well, I'm, I'm scared. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, let's talk about that fear. And they say, well, what if it doesn't work for me? And I'm like, okay, so out of the thousands of people it's worked for, it's not going to work for you, right? Okay, what if it does work? Let me challenge this for a second. And that that, they literally turn their head to the side and do this, like, huh? Like I never even thought of that. And I think that that is where everything's mindset. And when you have, when you start to like reprogram your brain to think that it is always going to work out for you, the anxiety subsides Mm -hmm. a little bit you know the belief in yourself increases the confidence increases and i think with that motivation comes because you're building momentum Mm -hmm. i don't think you just wake up one day super motivated i think you need to build momentum to maintain that because then once you've proven to yourself that you can do this even when you don't feel like doing it you just keep going because fear
1: the unknown yeah it's the fear it's the fear of the unknown you can't It's when people can't track something or gauge something or at least project it themselves based off their own perception of what that, whatever that thing is, they fear it, right? So it's like, even look at doctors. I remember watching The Good Doctor and the guy said, the guy was in a wheelchair. He's like, what are the numbers? Give me numbers. And he's like, there's a 10% chance that you could die. I'm like, okay, so there's a 90% chance that I could live. Yeah. Like, that's the type of perspective. But sometimes people, even though the risk is so mitigated, Mm. the fact that if it were to happen, it could be such a huge. Like impact on somebody's life, they'll still fear, and it's like, bro, you still have ninety percent that you can live. Do you want? And I always tell people, like, bro, do you want to survive in life, or do you want to like live? Yeah. Like, bro, like every like everyone should be fucking doing this. Everyone should be following. And now, not everyone is ambitious as you and I. Not everybody wants the whole uh, social media thing or the actor thing. But that's okay.
0: I think as long as you're happy with it, I don't give a fuck. But it's for the people. What I can't stand and I have minimal patience for is people who say, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And they're not doing a fucking thing to do it. To
1: find excuses to not do the one thing you want to do.
0: I get DMs probably on a weekly basis of people saying that they want to start a podcast and they don't know where to start. Pick up a mic. I literally, I don't even say that. I say... Did you Google it?
1: <laughs> Before asking me? Yes, yeah. because
0: if you haven't Googled it and you're asking me, you're already looking to someone as if I have the magic pill. For
1: validation, yeah, to do it.
0: Which, I mean, of course, I'm here to hype people up. Like I'm of okay course. to be that sounding board, but there's this magic pill that everyone's looking for as if, like, okay, to become a podcaster, I have to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, and have this master list of things that you have to check off, and then you'll be a podcaster. Yeah. When reality... To become a podcaster, you have to start podcasting. It's all,
1: and you know, it's what, what annoys me is that people will take, like, their favorite podcast, like, the whole production team. Like, they'll take, like,
0: You don't become Joe Rogan overnight. No.
1: Like, you're not (laughs) going to – you think you have to spend a million dollars to have a – like, and you're not even guaranteed to get so much. Joe Rogan started off being Joe Rogan. Mind you, he had money from fucking other shit. Which, whatever.
0: And that's the thing. Privilege in this is also a, like, important subject to always keep in the back of your mind when you're talking about this stuff. But also, there's proof in the pudding of other people who haven't had privilege growing up and have still made it. Started
1: their podcast literally in their living room and then blew it up, created good content, and then blew it up to the point where now they have a studio. There's a barber, uh, Sage. He runs a barber shop out in Montreal. He was cutting hair for years in his house. He had a two-bedroom apartment. Mm -hmm. He had one bedroom for him and then the other bedroom, his chair, his prices, this and the third. And people were going in there Faithfully, yeah. religiously. To the point now, he has he has a barbershop yeah. in the city. And it's like, that's how you have to start. Totally,
0: yep. And that's the thing, right? Like, Lauren Bostic, or Lauren Everts Bostic, she is one of my favorite bloggers, podcasters. She's of the Skinny Confidential. They have one of the top podcasts now. But she was a blogger for, like... I wanna say like three to five years before she ever made a dime from her blog. And she was doing that every single fucking day for years right. before she made a dime. Now you see people saying that they wanna become a content creator and expect to make thousands immediately. Out the gate. Right?
1: Out the gate, but they don't. But here's the thing a lot of people, they don't want, they gauge where they want to be and the work that needs to be done to get there. And then they say, you know what? The work for me isn't worth what this and is. And that's
0: where that magic pill is. They want to just skip.
1: Yeah. To the,
0: And that's, I, honestly, I think that a challenge for what I'd like to challenge everyone to think about is if you could have everything you actually want tomorrow tomorrow. How would you feel? And I know for me, I asked myself this question. I realized that I wouldn't be reciprocative of it. Like I wouldn't appreciate it yeah. enough because I wouldn't feel worthy of accepting it because I didn't do the work.
1: That's where you and I differ. Okay. <laughs> no, that's where you know. Here's, here's my difference is that if I were to get everything I wanted tomorrow, Netflix offered me a deal. Well, Okay, let's say I started I started comedy today. And then in a month, Netflix offered me a deal, this, that, and the third, blah, blah, blah.
0: You wouldn't question oh. it.
1: I would take it in a heartbeat because like in my head, I'm, who am I to argue with Netflix? It's Netflix's job to know funny. So if somebody, if they came up to me and like, yo, we want you this, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue. Now, here's the difference though. I understand that there'd be zero, zero, zero possibility that I would be able to sustain it. Mm. The, all the work that I've laid down, the bricks that I've laid down is training myself yeah. to be able to sustain it because they anybody in Hollywood... That's
0: the thing. If you, sip, if you skip a couple bricks, your house is going to fall down, Eventually, right? Like, that's the thing. So you don't want the roof to kind of cave at in. At all.
1: One of to win, battle the elements and won't be able to... T- and
0: that's the thing. It. That's just a pillar of success. Like, mm. when I think of every pillar of your life, if you could just have your dream life in every facet you can think of... To tomorrow. It's probably not going to happen because even, okay, maybe you have the success, but will you have the relationships? Mm-hmm. Will you have the family life? Mm-hmm. Will you have that re- like confidence within yourself? Because I know for not a lot of people, all. like I think you're very confident within your career and that if you had that tomorrow, you'd be great. But would it solve other issues within our life as a whole? Probably not. No. There's a lot of other things, right? So having that building block, I think is important. Now, I just want to go back to what the whole thing with this episode was it's betting on yourself what is your definition of betting on yourself?
1: Just taking chances and just like, just taking chances and, and doing what you want to do. Like, like people, again, people will sacrifice what they want tomorrow for what they want right now. And it's like, yes, right now you need to work. You need to do this. You need to do that. Oh my bad. You need to do all this stuff. And it's, I get it, but like, what are you, you're sacrificing where you want to be in life because yeah, you need to pay your rent, but mind you, like it's like when I said when I moved here, I made my living situation match my wage. I said I'm gonna do everything I can right now to make my dream in the future happen. Akeem, ten years from now, is chilling. Mm-hmm. He's laughing and he's looking back at me right now, talking about yo. I appreciate you, son. Yeah. Right. But
0: for you to get to that point, you have to do. You have to, but you have. To, but, but, you ha-
1: but again, you have to assess what it is your priority like i know so many great comedians that are so pressed about um getting a job and and consistent oh it's money and if if yo this job can pay me ten thousand dollars in one sale so i can like chill and relax I'm like but listen if you get one sale ten thousand dollars are you really gonna chill you're not you're gonna incentive that's gonna incentivize you okay well if i get two more then i can really chill and then it's and, and it's also
0: it. like this podcast is called for what, for who mm. are you doing it for the money? Are you doing it to make people laugh? Are you doing great it out of passion? What way. are you doing? Great right? name, by the
1: way. Thank you. It's a great name. I Thank like you. That. For what, for who. I like that.
0: It's just, it's one of those things of just like, what are you doing it for? Like, what is this all for? Yeah. Because if you don't have that clear enough intention... And you're just doing it for the money. You might make the money, but will you sleep at night feeling fulfilled? Probably
1: not. I think, you know what? You might. You might get the instant gratification of having, oh, I made $10,000 today. It's a high. I don't know anybody that's going to be sad about making 10 bands in a day. But in the future, when you see me.
0: Yeah, but it's we, instant gratification. Is it's what a, you just it, said. it doesn't
1: last long. So you, when, in how many years from now you see me and... We started comedy together, mm-hmm. and you see that I'm doing all types of festivals, specials, and this, that, and the third, and you're like, damn. Like, yeah." We started off together, and it's like, now. I remember this crazy story. I remember when I first decided to start comedy, I remember this guy. I'm not going to put air him out, but this guy back home. He First thing he said, I told him I was he's like, first thing he said was, like, prepare for a 10-year wait. And I'm like, I laughed. Just instinct. I just, nigga, <clears throat> like, what? I'm yeah. Like, huh? And he's like, yeah, 10-year wait. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have 10 years. I'm 25 years old. I don't have 10 years to wait. I don't know what you're talking about. I said that everything, every move that I make is going to be strategic.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: with like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare for a marathon, but understand that I'm going to make everything possible to make mm-hmm. my dream happen tomorrow. But I'm yep. prepared for a marathon. So he did his thing. He went to Toronto. He went to Toronto. Didn't work out in Toronto. Came back to Montreal. Tried the whole system. Told me that if I'm going to stay in Quebec... Or if I'm gonna be in Montreal, I have to do French comedy because that pays right away. And I'm like, or I could leave.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, or I could leave. And then, however many, five years later, he's not even doing comedy anymore. He's a real estate agent, right?
0: I have people I've, like, that text me or hit me up in the DMs. I wanna start a podcast. Do you, do you, where's their podcast? At all. I told them how to start a podcast. Where the fuck is it? You, know, you, get,
1: you have a laptop? Great. Go on Amazon, get you a little $20 USB mic, plug it in.
0: No, that's the thing though. Like you can literally have someone tell you what to do, but yet that's still not there. And I think that just goes to show like, that's a cool thing that you didn't take his word as Bible, because I think that you need to like, listen to your own gut and intuition and be, and question what people say. And if they're not where you want to be, don't take advice from them. Like I always say, don't take advice from people whose lives that you don't want. And I think that is very important. Um, But just wrapping this up. Your biggest lesson as you turn 30 was that to bet on yourself. Bet on myself. Where would you like to see yourself in 10 years?
1: Oof. I was looking at this uh, private island on the coast of the Bahamas. It's 500 grand. So that would be nice.
0: Okay.
1: That's 500 grand. It's weird because it's, it's 500 grand USD for a private island, seven acres, but a condo in freaking downtown Vancouver is a million bucks. Yeah. Unfurnished. <laughs> Makes sense. No, honest on a serious note. Um, in ten years, um, I would like to have a production company. Okay. Ideally. Sweet. I think the one thing that's missing in this country is proper opportunities and proper representation to kind of turn um Canadian talent into star, whether it's acting, singing, dancing, comedy, whatever you radio, podcasts, whatever <laughs> you name it. I think that's really what's missing. A lot of times, um, the state's entertainment hub. It's true. And yeah, they'll yeah. come here, and and again, shout out to all the productions that are here, like giving all the opportunities that are mm-hmm. coming. But I remember seeing that there was a need. They come and use resources, and they bring their stars here. Yeah. And it really kind of takes that one diamond in the rough Canadian to come it's and true. break into that. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of them end up just kind of moving, right? So what I would like to do is I would like to build build a production company, whether it be in Vancouver, Montreal, ideally in Montreal because it's my home city, and just kind of have everything under the sun and then That's awesome. give people opportunities to kind of yeah. lift them up and make sure that they're all fucking eating. And I know once I do that, they'll give opportunities to people and then we'll give opportunities to people. And then the ripple effect. Yeah. Yeah. That. Awesome. Yeah, man. This was great. High five.
0: Akeem, thank you so much. Anytime. You're so talented. You I so appreciate much. you as a friend. And I thank you guys for listening. As always, you can find me at the not so average betch and at for what for who podcast. Akeem, plug yourself.
1: Uh, I'm mostly on Instagram. I got TikToks that I need to start. But yeah, you can find me at Akeem Grams with a Z. Akeem TikToks with a Z. Uh, I Z. I don't have Snapchat, so don't ask me on that. And then uh, Facebook's for family. But yeah, no, that's it. Look if you were 30 should, with
0: Snapchat, I would judge you. I will have him linked below. As always, guys, love yourself, love others, and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday. Sure.